We will hear a little bit more of a formal welcoming and thank yous as the morning proceeds. But uh, we cannot begin without me giving a personal thank you to Rabbi Willig for joining us and really being the one to begin this morning's celebration. I mentioned it very quickly in Madrasha yesterday, but not everybody was at, in oratory yesterday, not everyone was necessarily at that particular minion that I mentioned yesterday, and Rabbi Willig I know for sure wasn't, so I'm going to a little bit of a chazara that I think when at some point when we write the history book of Oratora and we think of maybe the top 10 moments in the shuls, uh, shuls, different events, and Sefer Zichronos, I think it's going to be clear that one of the highlights for Oratora and for sure for the Sobolovsky family and definitely for myself was a little bit uh, less than a year and a half ago on Pesach when we had the privilege of having Rabbi Willie grace us with the Achron Shal Pesach Shir. I will have to have been here by visiting with his children for the last days of Yantif. And he so graciously came and gave us a Shir that Friday night Achron Shal Pesach. And just the image of having Rabbi Willing sitting in, in, in the shul that I was the Ravin on a Yantif was something that was so overwhelming. I, I think both Rabbi Willing and myself were tearing and crying at the same time because I grew up in Rabbi Willing's shul. I had this close to Davin and to hear Rabbi Willing's Shir for so many, so many years. So I, I cannot think of a more uh, fitting uh, beginning for our next stage uh, of, of Torah history to be written by none other than uh, our Rebbe, Rabbi Willenschlita, who is a Rebbe to all of us in this room and to, uh, to many, many well, well, well beyond this room. We are indebted to him for the years of Piski Avocha and for Torah guidance and just being someone who we all consider to be our Rebbe. So. What a beautiful Aksanya Shotoro we have here. I would like to express my personal thanks to all those to enable this beautiful shul to be constructed. I know a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into it. And I am privileged to be able to give the opening shear on this important day of dedication for Ara Torah. And the important number to remember is three. I'll begin with three opinions in Rishonim about Kedusha's base at Knesses. We'll go on to discuss three elements of Kavad Beisach Knesses based on Ner Mitzvah, Torah Or, and Or HaTorah, and conclude with some brief remarks about three personalities. All this will be done in 45 minutes. The Rebbe knows that I know how to stop on time. I hope you learned that from me too. Because, you know, when the clock says it's mostly Shabbos, you know, some people just go on and on. And I would always look at the clock. I see they made sure no clock over here in front of the round. See if this works. The expression Kedusha's face at Knesset is found in the Sechta Megillah. 
That's the Masechta which discusses a whole chapter about this, about Chavavim and Beis. It's completely unclear and controversial. What is the nature of this Kedusha? I read you briefly from the words of the Ran here in the Masechta Megillah. It's page Ches and Dape Harif. We quote the words of the Ramban. The Ramban explains as follows. This Kedusha is a Kedusha Shel Kavod. It is a sanctity of honor. Honor which befits Tashmishe Mitzvah Bizman Mitzvasa. Whenever you have an object which you use for a mitzvah, notwithstanding the fact that the Gemara there tells us, Tashmishe Mitzvah Nizrokin, if you have a pair of tzitzis and they wear out, you can just throw them out. But Bizman Mitzvasa, while they are serving, as your tzitzis, you must give them kedusha shel kavod. You must honor them. And the Ramban gives various sources for this, compares it to the name of the Shulchanaka and Kisri Adam. It's a kedusha shel kavod of Tashmish Mitzvah. And of course, it's so appropriate that a shul is a place where many mitzvahs are done. Right now, a mitzvah of Talmud Torah. There's so many other mitzvahs which take place in a shul, so it certainly deserves the status of Tashmishe Mitzvah, and therefore the Kedusha you give it, in the Ramban's words, is the Kedusha Shel Kavod. This is the opinion of the Ramban. The Ramban disagrees for various reasons which we will not go into at the present time, and says no. And the Ramban says, Ein Dvara Brura Metzli, I don't think he's right. Rather, what is it? It says as follows. We know a shul, the Besach Nesses, is a place where we recite Dvorim Shebe Kedusha. Dvorim Shebe Kedusha are many recorded in the Mishnah Masech Megillah. We typically refer to them as Kaddish, Kedusha, Baruch Hu, things of these nature which require a minion. And since you utilize this edifice for Dvaramashev Kedusha, says the Ram, says the, Ram the shul has the status of Tashmish Kedusha, not Tashmish Mitzvah. Tashmish Kedusha, a much higher level. A much higher level. He says as follows, I read the words. He says, it has a status of Tashmisha Kedusha on a level, on a rabbinic level. So we have therefore two of the greatest to be shown him have a significant disagreement with ramifications beyond the scope of today's presentation. According to the Ramban, it's a Tashmisha Mitzvah. And it's a Kedusha shall kavod, honor, as you honor your tzitzis while you're wearing them. Whereas according to the Ran, it's a much higher level. It's Tashmish Kedusha. And Tashmish Kedusha has a status midirabona, midirrehem. Because even though it's not like real Tashmish Kedusha, Tashmish Kedusha really is like Tfilin and Sefer Torah. They, of course, are, are, are Nignazin, because they have the Shem Hashem, etc. 
The shul is just, well, beautiful bricks and mortar, but it's not the same as, as tefillin and the same Torah. But midivrayim, on a rabbinic level, they gave it the status of Tashmisha Kedusha, a much higher level than it would be according to the opinion of the Rabbah. The third, and I said three, the third and final view is that of the Urayim, the most striking view. The Urayim admits a tough test. He counts the various mitzvahs, 613 mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah called as Mikdashi Umikdashi Tirao. Umikdashi Tirao is a pasuk in Pasha's Bahar. Umikdashi Tirao, you will have awe and reverence for my Mikdash, which of course refers to the base of Mikdash proper. Umikdashi Tirao. Says the Uraim something striking. He says, this mitzvah, which is known in the Gemara as Mora Mikdash, note, not covered. You're familiar with these two terms, are you not? This Kabe Nesavicha Vesimecha. It's ish imo v'avav tiro. It's covered. It's more two different concepts. Says the says the Yerayim. Mora mikdash mikdashi tiro includes batek neisios. Batek neisios explains the Yerayim based on an additional Gemara Masech the Megillah Daf Chav Tesavit base. Called the Mikdash Ma'at. This shoe is a Mikdash Ma'at. We don't throw terms around loosely. It's a Mikdash Ma'at. And therefore, Umikdashi Tiro applies by Torah law, according to the Arabian, to this rule. To this rule. It's a Mikdash Ma'at. Of course, we cannot compare a shul to a base of English completely, that goes without saying. So the Uraim explains, these are his words, the fichomer kedushaso, according to the severity of its sanctity, there is appropriate mora. Obviously a shul is not at the same level as a base of English. This goes without saying. And therefore, the level is lower. Where do we see this? In the Gemara Masech the Brachos of Samach Gimel, where the Gemara tells us that in the Beis HaMikdash two things are prohibited. One is called Kapandria, use it as a shortcut to get from one place to the other. And the second is Minol, you must take off your shoes before you go into the Beis HaMikdash. Says the Gemara that a shul is not the same as the Beis HaMikdash. Kapandria, using it as a shortcut, is prohibited. However, Mino, wearing shoes, is not prohibited. And how do we explain that? Says the Gemara there, just a word, Kibesa. The shul is like one's house. Just as one would not allow an individual to use his house as a shortcut, to get from place to place, so too, we may not use the shul as a shortcut, as a companion. But just as when someone walks into one's house, we do not demand they take off the shoes, some places perhaps they do, but most people don't demand they go off the shoes, so too when you come into the shul, you need not take off your shoes. 
My Rebbe Rav Soloveitchik, the Quran of the Baruch, explained this, the following Moshe. He said, the base of Midrash, Ki beisi beis tshuli yikara l'cholamim, is the base Hashem. It's Hashem's house, and we, Klal Yisrael, are guests, as it were, in Hashem's house. But the shul, the Gemara says, it's kibeso, it's like a person's house. So that kibi yachol, Hashem is a guest in our house. To repeat, the base of English, we are guests in Hashem's house, the base Hashem, and in the shul, kibeso, Hashem, as it were, is a guest in our house. Okay. This, the three opinions. What is the nature of Kedusha based on Knesset? According to the Ramban, Tashmish Shal Mitzvah, Kedusha Shal Kovot. According to the Ran, it's a higher level. Perhaps along the lines of Mikdash, because it's Dabash of Kedusha, but on a rabbinic level. And according to the Uraim, Mikdash Tiro, on the Torah level, but just downgraded somewhat because it's not the same level of Kedusha. As my Rebbe explained, the base of Mikdash is Hashem's house, and we are the guests. And here in this shul, which is called the Mikdash Ma'at, as the Gemara explains in Masech the Megillah, HaKadosh Baruch we hope, is a guest in our house. This is the introduction, part one, of today's presentation. Whenever we discuss three opinions, it's important to know what is the Pesach Halacha? How do we paskin in this child? It can be relevant in many ways. I'll read you a very brief excerpt from the Mishnah Brewer, Posek Achron. You can find it in Simon Kuf Nun Gimel, Siv Katan Memches. The details are not, again, can't go into every detail. Just a brief quotation. And other areas as in Indian Kedusha. V'hacha, but here, Beis HaKnesses Tashmishem Mitzvahi Kemosha Kosvu HaPoskim It's always dangerous when anonymous poskim are cited. Who are they? How did the Mishnah know that the Psach follows the very first view of the Ramban? as Tashmishem Mitzvah. What happened to the, to the Ran? What happened to the Uraim? How did the Mishnah Brewer know there's Tashmishe Mitzvah, presumably Tashmishe Mitzvah only, not Tashmishe Kedusha, not Mora Mikdash? How did that we pass in this way? It bothered me. How did he know? So I believe that perhaps the source, a few pages earlier, in Simon Kuf, Nun, Aleph, Siv, Tes. And I read, Noagin, Bohem, Kavod. Those are the words of the Shulchan Aruch. In the Shul, we have to exhibit Kavod. Those are the exact words of the Ramban. Kedusha shall Kavod. The Shulchan Aruch never said Moro, which would be the opinion of the Uraim on a Torah level, and perhaps even according to the Ran on a, on a rabbinic level. Noagin Bo Kavod. This perhaps is the source of the quote post that the Mishnah Brewer cites. 
Having completed part one of this morning's presentation, we move on to part two. To understand what exactly is the Kavod. So there are two things. We'll discuss the second one first. The custom is to light candles in Shul in order to honor the Shul. Explains the Mishnah Brewer in Sivkatan Chavzayin. Before you even daven, just as soon as you walk in, you light candles. Because the Gemara says, where ten people daven, the Shekhinah proceeds. If ten people are destined to come to Shul to make a minion, the Shekhinah is here earlier. And to honor the Shekhinah, to give kavod to the Beisach Nessus, we light candles. This idea of Va'asya, the Shekhinah comes in, Remind us of my Rebbe's formulation that a shul is a place which is our home into which Kavayachal HaKadosh Baruch comes in as our guest. Later, Post can discuss what about electric lights? Does that suffice? Or do you need candles? You're probably familiar that in many Hasidic communities they still are using candles on a regular basis in their shuls. I assume that I don't see any candles right now. In my shul there are no candles. And the question is, does it suffice? I'll quote you only one source of many. The Sefer Yechavedas. Yechavedas is a famous Sefer by Rabbi Avad Yosef Zal. In Chelek Hei Simen Samach. He says, you know, it's better to use electric lights. Why? Because you know, if you're using candles, candles make smoke, and the smoke can darken the beautiful walls of the shul, which wouldn't be nice. Moreover, there could be some members of the community who are allergic to smoke, they're sensitive, can even harm their health, to which I add, to be the most important consideration, the danger of fire. We all know such terrible tragedies of, of fires that we put on for Ner Shabbos, Ner Beis Neses, Ner Hanukkah, all of which have caused fatalities, sadly, in our lifetimes. It goes further than that. He says, the light of electricity is a better light. He uses the word or salul. It's a clear light, a better light. And therefore, he prefers electric lights to candles. And he concludes the beautiful tshuva with the words from Mishle. Kiner mitzvah Torah or. That's how the responsible concludes. How appropriate for a shul which is called Or HaTorah. I'd like to share with you words of the Marami Prague. 
in his introduction to his Sefer, Derech Chayim, on Pirkei Avos. You may be familiar, maybe not, with the end of the famous Pasuk, Ner Mitzvah B'Torah Or. It's in Mishleh. Looking around, people nodding their heads. Sure, they know the answer. No one nodded their head. These are the first words of the Maral in the Sefer, which is called Derech Chayim. Kiner mitzvah v'torah or v'derech chayim tochachos musar. Mishle vov chavgim. This starts a multi-volume set of derech chayim and pirkei avos of the Maral Mipran. And he goes into the question in typical Maral fashion, what's the difference between ner and or? Ner is a candle and or is light. Sound almost synonymous. And he says, no. No. They're two different things. Two different things. What is Nair? What is a candle? A candle is light. But it's a light which is connected to something which is physical. Connected to something which is physical. A nair is connected to the psila, to the wick, to the shemen, to the oil, to the kli, to the receptacle. It's not something which is or mufshat menaguf, abstract light, which is an or bahir, a clear light, reminding us of Rabbi Vadi's salut. The light of a candle, because it's connected physically to a wick and to oil and to a receptacle, it's not as clear. And so therefore, mitzvah is compared to a nair. Why is mitzvah compared to a nair? Because a mitzvah is performed with the body. Of course, the body is physical. Ki mitzvah. As opposed to Torah or, Torah is an abstract concept. Unconnected to anything physical. And therefore, it's not called nair, it's called or a higher level. And he cites the Gemara in the Sechta Sota, Dachofalaf, Tolo ha-kosta v'sa-mitzvah v'ner v'sa-toro v'or. Ma-ner me'er l'fisha'o. A candle, we know, once the oil runs out, it's extinguished. Alpha mitzvah e'ne megina elo l'fisha'o. A mitzvah protects an individual who performs a mitzvah while he's performing the mitzvah. Ma or megi leolam, af Torah megina leolam. But or abstract light lasts forever, and the Torah protects an individual whether he's learning it or not. The time that he's learning it. Asikba, and even if he's not learning it, the low Asikba. These are the words of the Gemara, Mesechta Sota, on Daf Chaf Alf. Explains the Maral. Those who are familiar with Maral, you understand where he's coming from. He says like this, Bechol guf utachas azman kashayodua. Dua means it's all over his svarim. Whatever is physical, 
is under the domain, rulership, influence of time. And so too, a mitzvah, ad gufa adam, megina bismagulvat, it only protects a person for a limited period of time. But Torah, below guf, he has sagas hasecha. Torah is just an abstraction that one's mind absorbs. Ein leguf esik ba. Ulechein ha Torah begin aliolam. Kasher haodam dovek b'Torah hasichlis she'ein lo he tolish b'zman klaf. How do you like that? A person studies Torah as an abstraction, and therefore the protection lasts forever. And in a phrase used twice in this introduction, he goes on to say, the Haim Hamirim La Adam, they enlighten the person, the Habio El Tachliso Ha'achron Hamala Ha'aliona which brings him to his ultimate purpose, his highest level, which is the ultimate bakosha, desire, request, and chipus, what a person is searching for all his days on this earth. Those are the words of the Mara. The beautiful Gumaral's in the footnote 17, where the same phrase is found, Lagiel Borach. He explains what it means. Chayim Hanitzchim of Olam Abba. According to the Gvur Hashem, Hatorah Mevias Adam Al Haslacha Achrona. As it says, remarkably, says the Maral. From the preceding pasuk, Mishlevav pasuk Chavbeis, a pasuk which many of you know when you make a seal, Bisalechacha Tanchoscha, etc. The pasuk is well known for anyone going to a seal. It's a long pasuk; it's hard to pronounce the last words. You will get it wrong, but we'll try to get it right. Rashi explains it as follows. When you're walking, says Rashi, during your lifetime. Says Rashi, it will guide you. The Torah is a guide to life. That's Rashi, when a person passes on. The Torah will protect you. That's Rashi. Tchiyas HaMesen. Well, you will awaken once again. Pekitsu v'ran al-shok ne'yofar. Hi tisichecha. We all know this is found in the Mishnah in Pirkeyavos. It's coming with Sperek, Perek Vav. Mishnah Tess. What Rashi told us comes from there. Explains the Maharal in the Siva Torah. No senes la odom hachayim, sicha hi dibur. Tisichecha, according to the Maral, means when a person awakens in Tchiyas Hamesin, 
who'll be given again the power of speech, the power of Torah, which is the essence of life. This is the Tachlis HaAchon, the Ma'ala Elyona, the Bakoshas V'chipus Kolchai. In the month of Elul, I'd be remiss if I didn't make one reference to the time, which is two weeks before Rosh Hashanah. In the same word of Bikush, we said this morning, Achas Sha'alti Beis Hashem, also Avakesh, Shifti Beis Hashem, Kolya Mechayai, Lachzos Benoam Hashem, Ulevaker Behecholo. People know it by heart, it's also a song. Everyone knows those words. About ten songs to those words. But what's the duality? What's the duality? So I heard a pshat, I'd like to share with you briefly. Based on a posting in Megillah's Esther. Nafshi bishailosi amir bakashosi. The words of Esther Amalka approaching Akashverosh. Nafshi bishailosi means Esther is begging for her life. Because if Haman's Xerah goes through and Esther is discovered, she'll be killed like everybody else. That, if you will, is a temporary moment. And life can Khalila be snuffed out. But a life is only 120 years. Ami, the Bakashasi, the nation of Israel, is forever. Forever. Guaranteed forever. And therefore, this Xera must be eliminated to preserve the eternity of Am Yisrael. Of Am Yisrael. So too. The first half refers to Olam Hazen. Sha'alti. The person's 120 years. But also Avakesh is for the eternal life of Olam Abal. And therefore the Pasa concludes sequentially. Shifti Beveis Hashem Kol Yemei on this earth. I want to be the base that Hashem such as this, such as beautiful shul. The person's shul is based medrash in his home, where he's studying Torah and doing mitzvahs. Ultimately, lachzos benoam Hashem ulevake be'echolam. That is all in my law. The clock is moving, and I'm fully aware that I'm on schedule because I finished two of my three sections in 30 minutes. Now, section three. I would mention three personalities. How appropriate is the name Oratora, this wonderful shul, headed by Arena of Tsisabalovsky Shlit? Just one look at him, you see the Oratora shining on his face. It's not a surprise, it's the Mefurusha Gemara. The Gemara tells us in Masech the Moed Kotten, Dav Tezayin of the Beis, Kol Ha'oseg Batorah Mibifnim Toroso Machrezes Alavi Bachutz One who studies Torah internally, it shows on the outside, there's a dispute in the Gemara, the Pasek Chochmas Bachutz Torona, 
should go out into the streets. And the response was, no, 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 no. You learn Torah when no one is looking in private. And automatically, the light of Torah will be manifest and clearly visible on the face of the individual who spends all those hours in private twirling over Torah Hakadoshim. I am a witness. I am a witness to the many, 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 many hours that Yorav spent twirling in Torah in private in his youth. In three different settings. In our own neighborhood in Riverdale, particularly in our shul, but also in his house, which was a second home to at least one of my children. At least. In our yeshiva, Yeshiva Sabedis Kalchanan, where the Rebbe spent so many, so many years quietly, quietly learning Torah HaKadoshah. And finally, in Kent Marmashah, in Akola, where again, he spent so many, so many years on a special chair, which after they changed the chairs around for many, many years, we kept that chair, which the Rebbe's back was more attuned to that particular chair. So many countless hours studying Torah day and night. And they sing a song, now another song. Ashrechem, Ashrechem, Ashrechem. That was always his name. In my house, he was the Rebbe Tzvi from his teenage years. My sons looked up to him as a model of the Talmud Chacham. Who notwithstanding his great Hasmada was able to have some fun, and to do mitzvahs and chasadim. What a beautiful battle for all my children. And I personally, my wife and I, are eternally grateful for the kindnesses which he did in action, as well as the model that he set for our children. Ashrechem shizuchisem l'rebi kazeh. By which you are fulfilling a pasuk in Sefer Devarim, Uladavkabo, to cleave to Hashem Himself, as it were. Which Rashi explains, Hidavek b'Tamidei Chachamim, cleave to Tamidei Chachamim, Kiilu Nidbak Tabi, as if you cleave to Hashem Himself. There's no way to cleave to Hashem. Hashem is a Invisible, is inscrutable. But if you hold on tight, cleave to a Talmud Chacham, a proper true Talmud Chacham, it's as if you're cleaving into Hashem Himself. Personality number one. Personality number two is the Holy Rebbe's in the front, who spends her days. And nights, Gemilas Chasadim of all different types, with great talent, wisdom, 
insight. Just see your wonderful rabbinic, forgive the expression, power couple. And watching the way they interact with one another is itself a model for all the married men and women in this wonderful community. After all, the same expression is used, Vidabak Biyishto, the same words. Ashrechem, that you have a Rebbe and a Rebbison. What is perhaps the capstone of the Rebbison's Kabinus Chasodim? Trying to pe- put couples together to be Madbik, Bedavak Biishto. There are hundreds and hundreds of couples that Wayu connects under her leadership has made Baruch Hashem Kain Yirbu. I'll just tell one story. Tales out of shoes, they say. I still remember when the Rebbe met the Rebbeson and there was an issue. How are we going to convince the Rebbeson's parents of the greatness of this young man? It was a Shabbos in the summertime. The OU had a Shabbaton in the Homoak. And we got there, and there is Dr. Sabbath. I said, we, we can't pass this up. So through a whole series of machinations, we arranged at the last minute for the Rebbe to come from Morashah. He rolled in just before Shabbos. And we arranged him to say a shir. One of my kids slept in the closet. It was well worth it. <laughs> and Dr. Sama was blown away, not surprised by the cheer. And we say the rest is history. You know, it's two weeks before Rosh Hashanah. As about tefillah for Musaf, the crescendo of the long Musaf, just before you get to the Final digging of Ayom Tatsenu, and another post can say it for him. V'yatem advekim, Hashem alokechem, chayem kulchem Ayom. Post can say whenever we take out the Torah. Again, the word advekim, Hashem alokechem, and therefore I would take this time to bless everybody in this room, everybody in this room, with this bracha. V'yatem, you. You are sitting here today. And all the members of the shul, the broader community, and all Klai Yisrael, who learns from your Rebbe. By a being Dabek, the Rebbe himself, as we saw before from Rashi, you are Dveikim Bashem Elokechem, you are cleaving unto Hashem your God, and the bracha should be, Chaim Kulcham Ayom, should all be blessed with Chaim Tovim, Baruchim, long, happy, healthy life. Amen. My last five minutes, one more personality. I have to go back to the Shulchan Aruch. We read before 
The Shulchan Aruch said in Simon Kuf Nun Aleph, Sif Tes, we give kavod to the Beis Haknesses. And I said there are two things. The first, which is found second here, Noagin Lahadik Maneras Lachab. But the very first word after Noah Ben Kavod is, listen carefully now, very important. The next word is Lechabdon Ularavtsa. Kibud Nikuyhabayas. Sweeping the floor. Sweeping the floor of a shul is the ultimate kavod given to a base haknesis. Perhaps there's even an etymological connection between these two. The word for sweeping is lechabed. You sweep a place, make it clean, to give honor to the place that you're sweeping. This morning completes the shiva of Ephrat's mother, Mrs. Bracha Samet, Allah Hashem. During the shiva, we heard, and I'm sure that some of you heard as well, this woman, Aisha Bracha Basho, her father established a shul for Yotz Eparas in Yerushalayim. And her mitzvah was to sweep the shul every Friday, every year of Shabbos. She swept the shul with her own hands. What a great metaphor. Mi shetarach b'erev Shabbos, yochel b'Shabbos. The Gemara tells us in Avodah Zarah, Dab Gimel. And Rashi explains, Erev Shabbos is olam azeh. So that Shabbos is all in my bum. But she didn't stop the Yerushalayim with Yotze Paras, but it continued here as well, just next door. Many of you heard of the Levi or the Shiva or both. At Racha, Samet, literally built the shul. She planned it out. She painted the walls, those same walls which her Babadi was worried about they shouldn't get dirty. She painted the walls. She carpeted the floor with her own hands. What a great cover she gave to Beisak Nessus. This is the Chama. This is the consolation to the family. Of course, primarily to Dr. Michael Sanat, Anisha Meisel Nabala, Meisel I Rochel. Who understood from the very beginning? the greatness of his son-in-law, as we mentioned earlier, and continued all these years to recognize and exult in that greatness. And she, Aleha Shalom, who also recognized it and brought up her sons as well to be B'nai Torah, as they all are, 
consolation is that we are certain that in the merit of her great Tircha of the Erev Shabbos from sweeping the floors literally on Fridays in her youth to helping her husband, her sons, her son-in-law in the study of Torah, the performance of mitzvahs. That she is privileged for the ultimate and eternal life. He wrote so, it be Hashem's will. The family, headed by Dr. Samet, be given consolation. He read some, and quickly, you will see the day, the coming of the Mashiach, when this beautiful edifice will be somehow, we don't know how, lifted and transported to the Holy Land. With the Geula Shalema and the Trias Hamesim, the Mayor of Yamenu Amen.